2: Host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rays, and email us LockedOnRays at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation. That's Spotify Green Room. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays defeat the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park by a score of eight to four, improving to 69 and 44 on the year. That's five games up. On Boston in the AL East to drop to 65 and 50. Uh, Ulysses, I'll just say this: What a game! What a game! What a game!
1: It, it's always nice to get to 69, Kevin, and, and yeah.
2: especially the way that you you get
1: to do it in Fenway in a comeback win. This is now the 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 league's leading comeback win. This is their 36th comeback Crazy. win uh, on this streak of of five games. Uh, in, in a row winning they've all come back um, to to victory uh, this is a team that does not sleep on, on 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 the other one it's okay to be losing four to one sixth inning it doesn't matter uh, th- this is why it's kind of infuriating at times um, seeing so much negativity uh, online
2: oh and i know it was four one where people just yeah. losing their freaking minds like usual
1: yeah I, and you know I, I I think I make this point too many times but it's bit, bit, it's because it's it's just like a pet peeve of mine. It's 162 games yeah it's 162 games and this team is really really good 69 uh, Kevin I don't think this team has ever gotten to 69 wins on August 11th and if yeah. they have they're tying either the 08 team or the 2010 team like it's been yeah. a minute it's been a minute mm-hmm. to be this good, this quick. Um, it's, it's crazy. Like in, and if, if they keep going at the pace that they're going in two weeks time, they will already have guaranteed themselves a 500 record. Yeah. It's, an, it's, it's crazy folks. What we're seeing is a really good team. They do it all. They, they do everything right. It's crazy. What are we doing?
2: Yeah. People, uh, look, I get it. If, it's the NFL college football and you're melting down after one game. That's what you're supposed to do, but not with baseball. You've got to ride the tide a little bit and realize there's going to be ups and downs over the course of a season and over the course of a game as well. So people just get outside, uh, walk a little bit, do some exercise, find another hobby, watch a couple of innings, come back and, and settle down, breathe a little bit, get off the little, the little, uh, cell phone there in in the Twitter machine, but man, it look, it's, it's always fun to, to beat every team in baseball. It's fun to beat up on the Orioles and win 12-4, whatever it may be (laughs) with nobody really engaged in, in the crowd, but it's these types of games that to me anyway, make baseball really enjoyable and fun to watch. Just, you see the crowd, you see how it's packed behind home plate. And it seemed like every pitch was meaningful, especially when you get into the 7th, 8th, ninth inning where the Rays are chipping away, and it's like, one mistake, that can change the course of a game. It, it felt like a playoff game. I know it's been a while since we've had a playoff game, but it it felt like that over the course of the game, in my opinion. And
1: it's been so long to feel that playoff atmosphere against the Red Sox, too, because mm-hmm. with, with both teams trying to get to the playoffs. I mean, we're talking 2013 the last time that happened. So it, it's, it's really cool to get that right now, especially in August, especially when they're still th- these, the, the these teams still have like eight games to play left yeah. against each other. So if this is the the feeling that you get with eight games left uh, on the head to head, it's going to be crazy. Those, th- that last series. So no, it was very enjoyable and, 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 and you can go down the line and, and, and find positives. I mean, it can be G-Man Choi coming clutch with w- with the double. Um, it can be Wander Franco with his two really great at-bats, not only to get the second run in uh, with, with that single, but that plate discipline mm-hmm. that he showed in the ninth inning. That is no small feat, not only for a major leaguer, but for a 20-year-old rookie phenom. That was a great at-bat in the ninth. Um, Randy Rosarena, coming back from the IL and, and, and being an impactful player right there. And then since pitch number one, you can go down the line. It, yeah. it was really a team effort. Brandon Lau with just a massive pesky pull home run. Uh, Luis Patino being serviceable, 103 pitches, kept his team in the game. If you read the, the box score, not pretty, right? Four runs allowed, right. you know, it, it just It it's not great, but he did his job. He got the team uh, close enough to the victory a- a- and the bullpen. How about the bullpen? Kittredge uh, com- mm-hmm. coming, coming uh, uh, their clutch with the two innings, Lewis head closing it up, not even s- giving them a-, a sense of, of false, you know, sense of security of, Oh, Oh, the Red Sox are coming back. No, no, no. One, two, three. That's it. We're gone. Let's yeah. go. Let's pack it up. Let's get the W
2: great all around. Uh, you mentioned a lot of names there, but you didn't mention Francisco Mejia, who, Had the biggest hit, the game winning (laughs) hit of the game with two outs in the ninth inning, a single that scored three. And then, of course, Brandon Lau, it's kind of funny. He got the first run of the game and the last run of the game for the Rays as well. But we just go back to it with Francisco Mejia. Man, the Blake Snell trade, it's looking better and better seemingly every day. And it's unprecedented what the Rays catching core is doing right now. The, The fact that you have two catchers on the Rays who have. OPS is above 770. And Mejia, man, I I feel like we don't really talk enough about him. And, you know, he is at at the end of the day, really a a part-time player, part-time catcher, but when he gets his opportunities, he's certainly made the most of them this year. And what I can say about him is he's just consistent, especially as a hitter. As a yeah. catcher, just you know his numbers. You look at them, and you take that if you're a middle infielder. the 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 fact that, <laughs> you know, when when's the last time that you've had a catcher that you know is going to give you an average of of two sixty, an OPS of seven seventy plus, uh, a guy who is going to be able to hit and do damage to all pitches, to all fields, and come up clutch in some pretty big moments and that's what mejia has been able to do thus far so really really big for him to to have the night that he had
1: and honestly selfishly uh and I loved the fact that it was Hunter Renfro uh and stay yeah. with me here folks uh, I love the fact that he got a three-run home run wait for it guys and then allowed three runs back so mm-hmm. a net effect is zero there uh it, it just you know, I, I'm kind of selfish this way because he was so not this player with the with the race last year. He was just not again again. You can talk about not being an everyday player, not really knowing how to be a platoon guy and, and all that, but it just kind of sucks. Like, dude, we gave up, you know, fam and and uh to, to get you know Renfro and, and slap blank. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, I'm with Blake there a little bit, and um, and now he's killing it with the Red Sox, but karma. Uh, got, got 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 to helping the Rays and, and he he messed up on, on the right field. But it doesn't happen, Kevin. That does not happen if you do not put the ball in play. What can Francisco Mejia do? He can put the yeah. ball in play. That's it, man. Yeah. Just give He's, the defense a shot at, you know, making a mistake. It's okay. I was going to say something else, but it's 7.30 yeah. in the morning.
2: No, no. And I mean, from the left side or the right side, as a switch hitter, he's been... A, I mean, he. it's not like he can be platooned against. He's pretty even on both sides. Again, the consistency factor with all that and all types of pitches as well. So great to see what he was able to do. Um, and really, I mean, you talk about a team effort and clawing away and chipping away at this lead uh, that the Red Sox had. It was, it was absolutely huge. And I think the other thing, too, is you mentioned it, Luis Patino being able to get through six. Look, the game could have been... If J.D. Martinez targets that that pitch that he hit mm-hmm. a little bit to the right or left, we could have been talking about an 8-1 game instead of a 4-1 game. But alas, that didn't happen. And the Rays only had to use three pitchers in this game because Patino, even though he was down and out a little bit, he said, yep, yeah, I'll come out for the fourth, I'll come out for the fifth, I'll come out for the sixth, I'll i I'll give you what you need to, to do so we only have to use Kittredge and head for the rest of this game. While the Red Sox, they had to use six pitchers. And they they got beat up a little bit, too. And guess what? They threw out really
1: good pitchers, too, at least on their side. You know, they're they're good bullpens, uh, arms. Uh, It doesn't matter how how they've fared recently. But, you know, Barnes was out there. Sawamura was out there. Whitlock, who has been, well, a lock for them in in his last 21 innings, only allowing one run. Well, he imploded, and he let the Rays kind of get back into the game. So uh, it's not like the Rays were facing their... You know the 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 C bullpen from the Red Sox. They faced the big names. I think Adam might have been the only one uh, from from their A squad who who didn't make an appearance. But it, 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 the Rays did it against the Red Sox best, and that's what you love to
2: see. You gotta yeah. love to see that. Uh, question here before we move on. Uh, yeah. So we know about what Francisco Mejia did. How important he was to this team's win. Who would you say was the second most important player? To this team's win on the race. oof, that's a good one. Honestly, I, I I'm can't say Matt Barnes—that's for sure. Won't give you Matt Barnes. <laughs> can, yeah, he, imploded. Yeah, he couldn't find the strike. I mean, he was just all over the place, no control, command. Like the fact that the the Rays loaded the bases in the eighth and didn't get anything, and the yeah. ninth they loaded the bases, and I was like, if they don't score here, that it, I, I don't know if they're going to win this game after that. But of course, that that didn't happen. But besides Mejia. Who I'm, 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 I'm going to have
1: to focus on the ninth inning, and I got to give it to Wander Franco because of that walk. That walk allowed Austin Meadows to get up there. He got pitched around; it was obvious, and then Mejia got uh, to hit. So no, I, I, if if Wander Franco d- doesn't get that walk, which by the way yeah. he could have easily, you know, struck out or anything else, that that was the turning point for that inning. It was it was Wander Franco.
2: Are you just saying that because he's on your fantasy team? Is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to goad me into into giving you a great offer for him or something before the end of the year? My door's always open for fair trades, Kevin. That's all I say. That's true. And you know what? Being able to have the patience and the discipline with Joe West behind home plate because Mm -hmm. maybe when you get into the later innings, you say, I might have to really, really protect here. But Franco stayed poised, stayed confident. And again, being able to do that in a huge, huge environment with the bright lights and the pressure on you, that that's really big for, for a 20-year-old, no less. So uh, no, not a bad choice there. You, you look at the box score and you might say, oh, you know, there's some other guys that were a little bit more productive. But if you actually dig deep into the weeds a little bit, you can see where uh, Wander was very, very important there. and And the fact that the Rays, you know, again, we talk about it, collective team effort, but it's not like oh, we absolutely had to have Nelson Cruz step up and be critical in this situation. Like, it, I, I can't, unless I'm uh, losing my memory, I don't recall like a huge, huge moment from Nelson Cruz yesterday. So, you know, and there's going to be days where he's going to carry the team and there's going to be days where it's going to be a collective effort, which is good to see that any day you got on base, anybody else. Yeah.
1: That, that That's what you can ask for, right? Just to create a little bit more traffic on, on the base paths. No, look, I mean, it's that, this is why the Rays are a really fun team to watch. Because it's not just the one guy show, not the one man show. Every yeah. day, it's going to be someone different. And it's even more than that. It's in every game, everybody's going to put their little grain of salt or sand, whatever the, the refrain is. They're going to put it in there, man. It's 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 a team of workers, of worker bees. It's, yes. it's This is a team that you like to root for. You're not only rooting for one guy. It's every day one guy is
2: going to step up. You love to see that uh we will continue our conversation with arm layton who is the host of the locked on mlb prospects podcast we continue our discussion getting some input on prospects around the game and a deep dive into the raised farm system but before we get to that we have to tell you about spotify green room green room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, Ulysses, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We'll be hosting rooms for the Locked on Rays podcast once a week, and yes, that means you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Go download the free Spotify Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. But I kind of want to go backtrack to Shane Boz
1: because you said something that is uh, very intriguing. You said, I would have that guy there tomorrow. We know that he's dominated in AAA. He looked really good in the Futures game. I know the Olympics one didn't do so well, but you know, a lot of pressure the us of a uh, across your chest it's a little bit of a different environment (sighs) does are you sure he's just completely there or does he need a little bit more seasoning in triple a is he a september call-up or would you feel really comfortable to say you know what the rays need pitching they gotta get some innings shane boss is the guy
0: i mean i watch him and you know i'm sure he he could maybe you could always use a few more starts under your belt i guess but To to me, I I don't really know what else you you need to see from Shane Baz if you're the front office for the Rays here. He's pretty much commanding as as well as he ever has, but the stuff is as good as it's ever been. He's got the most ridiculous arm speed, I think, in professional baseball, can touch triple digits. And uh, the thing with me is now you had the command questions. Now he has one of the best K to BB ratios in the entire minor league. So. What else do we need here? I think the mechanics are clean, simple, repeatable. The stuff is really good. I would like to see, even if they are uncomfortable with him as a starter, like make him. Uh, uh, just another weapon you have that could be a multi-inning relief type of guy out of the bullpen when you get to the postseason. I think you got to call him up by September because you want to see what he's got. Maybe he struggles in September and you say, okay, he's not ready for the postseason. But you should, at that point, know if you have somebody that can help you in the postseason, he could be that multi-inning reliever, step in as a starter if you need. There's just so much value to somebody like him that can come in and strike out the side, right? I just really think a multi-inning type of reliever when you get into the postseason and having that swingman type like Shane Baz can be and getting him some experience, he's just too good at this point. He can't be much better is the best way for me to put it. I mean, he can't be much better right now in the minor leagues.
1: And you said about the command, the command has improved, but the mechanics. Yeah. I would really like to touch on that because the mechanics have just completely cleaned up. Um, it, it actually, it's so repeatable and it it didn't used to be, he was all turkey jerky before it's he completely cleaned that out. He's like a whole different pitcher, and, and the results uh, show um, that he's gotten better. But speaking of pitching, looking around MLB and, 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 and prospects that are getting their, their start. We actually saw uh, Gilbert with, with the Mariners against the race a couple of times. Do you have another lefty pitching prospect besides Shane McClanahan that you see as a, a really good pitching prospect right now? Cause we, we're loving what we're seeing from sugar Shane right now.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, let's we'll, we'll start with McClanahan. I mean, he, he has been absurd and at that fastball, just is explosive. I had some concern. I'll be honest. I was like, okay, but can he mix it up with three pitches enough to be a starter? I think we still need to see the third pitch mixed in a little bit more, but he's been able to dominate so much with the fastball that it hasn't really been a problem for him. I'm really excited about McClanahan and, and the fact that he's hitting his stride here in the latter half of the season, I, I think is is a really good sign for them because You you really are going to have to rely on him now that Tyler Glass now is is a little bit out of the picture here for the foreseeable future. Honestly, when I think about the Rays, though, throughout the system, there's not really that many lefties compared to the righties that really stand out. Uh, I love the righties through this system. I mean, there's just an outrageous amount of really exciting right-handed pitchers. But when I look through the system off the top of my head, unless you ask me a specific name, I don't really know if there's a lefty that stands out to me, but at least you've got McClanahan who just is, is on another planet.
2: Yeah. And I think, Ulysses, we're starting to see the third pitch from McClanahan with the curveball. That's really yes. shown well. In fact, it's, it seems like at times recently the slider's been hit hit around a little bit more than um some of the other pitches he's he's thrown out there. Um Arum kind of digging into the weeds here with raised prospects. Of course, we know about Wander, we know about Vidal, we know about Taylor Walls and Shane Boz and all these guys, but there's always some under the radar raised prospects and prospects without baseball that pop up as well. But are there some guys that, you know, maybe the general fan isn't quite aware of that has really raised their stock so far this season with the Rays?
0: Um, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mentioned Tommy Romero. I, mm. I can't express how, how much he has just boosted his stock. I mean, Tommy Romero, that that's a guy I faced in high school. Uh, wow. And oh, wow. he was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was good, but he was a guy that I ended up playing Juco, through 90 located well and then now i see his stuff i'm like holy crap who is this guy and it's really cool to see all of his hard work pay off he's got nasty stuff but he's commanding it well i've been so impressed with what he's done and he's just flying through the minors and to me he's looking like a legitimate big league middle rotation type of arm he's definitely helped his stock Greg Jones is someone that really I know he's more of a a bigger name. He's someone that's going to be on just baseball's top 100 list. But what Greg Jones has done, I think, given that he's such a toolsy guy, he's the type of prospect that I look at it with the last year in 2020. And I'm like, that's the guy that might get affected by this. No, he's actually come out and just as looks fantastic. The strikeout rate a little bit high, but he's kept it under 30%, which, you know, that's the most important thing. He's walking to offset it. He's a ridiculous athlete. You you can't really put much stock into stolen bases in high A because of the dumb rules, but Mm -hmm. I can promise you in double A, he'll steal a ton of bags as well. He's a crazy athlete. He's got true 2020, maybe even a little bit more than that potential and a guy that no doubt would will stick, I think. I mean, I see questions about shortstop. Worst case, he will be a great center fielder. I'm a big fan of Greg Jones, and not to mention he's a switch hitter. I think he's boosted his stock by showing that his hit tool is a little bit further along than some may have thought from both sides of the plate. And then you got to mention Curtis Mead, right? I mean, well, where did he really come from? I, I didn't really expect him to to be able to swing it the way he has, given that he's very raw. Uh, we really didn't know how to compare him competition wise. And, you know, I've been really impressed with what we've seen from him too.
2: Very good. You know, it's funny, Ulysses on both those guys, uh, with Curtis Mead, I think our Australian listenership base is really enjoyed to hear that. And then with Greg Jones, man, we've just heard, we've had some other, Uh, Raised minor leaguers on the program. And when we ask them uh, who is the most athletic freak athlete, they always quickly, most of them say Greg Jones, like never seen an athlete like him as far as what he brings to the table. So I don't know if you've seen some of that as well. And I guess it just shows up with the numbers.
0: He's explosive. And and that's why. I'm a big fan of his because I think he's really simplified things and he realized like, hey, I am a twitchy athlete that does not Mm -hmm. need to generate a lot of power. I can naturally generate it. So he's quieted things down at the plate. He also realizes, hey, if I put the ball in play, I got a good chance of beating it out. I'm going to run into mine. I'm going to hit my home runs, which he's hit 12 of them. But also with two strikes now, like let me try and shorten up. Get the ball in play. I'm a 70 grade runner. I can beat stuff out. And I think we're seeing that a bit more where he's utilizing his tools across the board. I'm not comparing him to Byron Buxton, but an example is with Byron Buxton, right? Like a power is, power is a big part of his game, but he also knows that if he hits a dribble to third, that's also a hit too. Uh, and I think that's something that players have to realize because if you're Greg Jones in high school, yes, he was probably the fastest guy on the field 99.99% of the time he was on the field but that guy's looking to hit home runs. I mean, he's probably the best hitter on the field too, almost every time he was out there. Mm-hmm. So it's a big adjustment to realizing like, hey, I can still be that power guy I've identified as my entire life, but let me use that speed a little bit to my advantage too. Nobody else really has that. Uh, and, and then the other thing on on Mead, real quick is the hit tool is way more advanced than I thought it would be. Uh, we'll see, the big question is how much power is he going to hit for? But I think he's starting to answer that a little bit already too, which if he can tap into that power, I mean, he he could end up being a nice little diamond in the rough here too.
1: You talk about, yeah. you know, guys, maybe losing a year uh, because of 2020. Curtis Mead was one guy that, you know, had the Australian league uh, for, for yep. a couple of years straight. So that, you know, can kind of amp
0: up his experience and you can maybe see the results right now. Absolutely. Especially given that he was 19 years old playing out there. So yeah. it, this was good challenging competition, which he rose to the occasion for and, Yeah. I talked to some players. I really look at 2020 as the true separator because you have an opportunity here to really grind on your own and you got to figure it out on your own. You got to be resourceful. I know minor leaguers have built batting cages in their backyards. I know uh, other players that were doing uh, simulated games. They were hitting up other pro pitchers and on a field and playing like that was the true separator. How badly do you want it? As cliche as that sounds, That's how some of these players were able to make a difference. And I think the really big thing there, too, is that it was an opportunity to work on things and really make changes. You're not going to make these major changes to your approach, to your mechanics during the season. So it it gave players an opportunity to make some major adjustments that needed it. And I look at the Greg Joneses of the world, and I think those guys really benefited from it if they have that work ethic. and, And those guys do.
1: Kevin, anytime time that you are watching a Rays Red Sox game, there's nothing better than to enjoy it with maybe a Bilt Bar that you've put in the fridge because you know what? You want to have something healthy. You want to have something delicious. And you want to have something with chocolate. I love chocolate. I know that you do mm-hmm. too. And I know that if you're listening to this, you love chocolate too. So you got to get some Bilt Bars. And they've got amazing, amazing flavors. They've got coconut, mint brownie, raspberry, salted caramel, cookies and cream, German chocolate. You think of it, they probably have it. Uh, so why don't you go to built.com. You can get yourself a little mixed package box of all the chocolate bars that they've got. You've got to try them because they're low in calories. They're, they're, they're high in protein, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Come on, 130 to 180 calories. They are just fantastic. So order today, get the grasshopper cookie, get the raspberry one, whatever you like. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you will get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com.
2: Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track it all at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and all of your ufc mma action don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And not to be a Debbie Downer here, but do want to get your take on, of course, we talk about some players that have uh, increased their stock a little bit so far this year. Uh, Is there a raised minor league prospect or two that have kind of fallen down a little bit or not really shown as much as maybe you had expected coming into the season? Yeah, you know, the top guys have really, I think, held up their end of the bargain
0: overall. Mm -hmm. There's no major disappointment when it comes to the really, really top guys, but somebody that I thought was going to be a little bit more of a diamond in the rough that could start to break through was a Pedro Martinez. And, and Martinez just has not been great. I mean, the swing and miss is a huge part of his game. I was hoping that this year off would help him. He'd be able to make some major adjustments in that regard. It just hasn't happened. Uh, I was hoping that Nick Schnell would be able to make some adjustments and, and he's, you know, been a disaster this year. And, you know, Kevin Padlow, I was hoping that he would even turn into a platoon type of guy and he doesn't even look like he's that guy. So, I mean, that's going to happen, right? There's so many minor leaguers, Mm -hmm. they can't all work out. Uh, But I would say those guys were a bit of a disappointment. Uh, Also Ford Proctor, I I thought maybe, maybe he could swing it a little bit. But uh, last time I checked, he wasn't doing so hot either. Uh, But I think he's starting to turn it around a little bit. So I'll give him a little bit more time because you're learning a new position and catching is is pretty darn hard uh, as we all know, but I would probably answer with Pedro Martinez and also Evan Edwards. Evan Edwards was a guy that I thought would be a high floor bat. We talked about that deal with the Marlins and I wasn't thrilled to see the Marlins part with him. Uh, he's been able to hit for some power, but I thought the bats of all skills would be better hitting just two thirteen. So overall, I would say the Ray system has had a good year, but yeah, the Pedro Martinez is the Evan Edwards is the more middle or to back end of the top 30 guys haven't made that leap as much, but the top end guys have really stayed the course and been those top end guys. And that's the most important thing.
1: In his short stint with, with the Rays, Kevin Padler just looked outmatched. Uh, yeah. He just didn't look like himself any other things that he'd done in, in, in minor leagues. And sometimes that happens, right? So that's why we have the, the, the old adage of, Quad A guys, and hopefully not. Hopefully, he can turn it around. But I really don't see that path anymore to the Rays, uh, you know, by Kevin Padlo. And, and I've made this comment to to Kevin many times. It seems like he's that Keon Wong, you know, an eternal minor leaguer All Star, but really never cracking that
0: MLB ceiling. Yeah, you know, your best hope with those guys is that they can just really figure out how to hit. A righty or a lefty, uh, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of be that platoon type. And you can hold out hope on that. He's still just 24, but yeah, there's a lot of length to that swing, there's a lot of swing and miss. And uh, it's going to be tough for Padlo, but uh, again, I, th- I still think he's he's worth another year, you know, of just seeing next year, see if he can get something going because the, the, the power's there, no doubt.
2: Uh, something tells me that uh, he won't be on the raised 40 man roster after this season sometime in the offseason i think a move is going to have to be made one way or the other uh arm some quick hitters here uh regarding prospects um outside of the rays organization who is your favorite uh prospect that you've watched this year non rays prospect so anybody that listens to to
0: locked on mlb prospects knows i'm a big brennan davis guy and uh i've been talking about brennan davis for like a year and a half now and I got to go to the futures game and I was covering it for just baseball.com and Brendan Davis went yard twice. So that was awesome uh, because I've invested in his cards like an, an amount that I'm actually not even comfortable with. I accidentally <laughs> bought two. I put two offers in at the same time on eBay and they both got accepted simultaneously. And I was like, okay, I need to find some money. So it, <laughs> it, it was not the amount that I was comfortable investing in, but it's going well. So okay. I love Brennan Davis. I, I compare him to Matt Kemp uh, by the way, center fielder in the Cubs organization. Uh, and I compare him to Matt Kemp. I think he's got 30, 30 potential. Great bat to ball skills. Great athlete. I also am a big, big fan of Tristan Cassas, who you can watch in the Olympics right now. Uh, unbelievable hitter. I-, I think he's really special. Crazy power. He almost put one out of the stadium uh, in Tokyo. And I-, I see some Freddie Freeman in him. I'm a big fan of him. And I think he's going to wow. be a- a- an all-star,
2: perennial all-star in uh, Boston. I'm investing in baseball cards. Oh, Old soul over it. here. I don't I know if I've it. seen a baseball card in 15 years, quite frankly. Yeah. That's awesome. I investing my, interest uh, in there it is. Boom. How about that? Maybe oh, the, that's awesome. Is, it, that's is that the new Bitcoin? Is this the new investment opportunity? Yeah. I, Base- we got to get oh, in yeah. there, Kevin. We got to get in there. We asked Aram every time that he's on
1: and, and I haven't yet pulled a trigger. Got to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wonder, real quick. A Wander card. They, they make like a different version of this card. I know we're running uh-huh. a long time out of five. And the Wander card out of five went for, I believe it was something around a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Something.
1: Yeah. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy stuff. In you second. can buy a house with that.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could. Or you could like Wander Franco buy a Rolls Royce. or a Land There you go. House. That's <laughs> a better investment, right? Is that what he already <laughs> did? Yeah. yeah, he's he's man, in the cars. Works. In the car, let's just say that. Um okay, real quick uh Arum, quick take on these. Most overrated prospect in baseball right now. Oof. Oh man. Oh man, I I I honestly
0: ironically, I really think Austin Martin is is up there. I Okay. He's okay. a big leaguer though. That's the thing is he's a big leaguer, but I just don't think he makes an impact. I also this is i'm going to get a lot of i'm going to get a lot of backlash for this Do but it. jason Dominguez, like he could be a superstar he could be a damn superstar but please 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 let's 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 wait a little bit here let's wait a little bit the
1: yankees bit. just wanted their own wander franco and mlb is like okay you can have your guy too jason Dominguez, we'll push it we'll push I, it i agree with you
0: 100%. i think he could be a superstar and I, i'm going to preface with that but i've seen comps to every incredible player ever born ever. And it's like, let's wait a minute. Does he, are any of his tools that much more tantalizing than Yasiel Puig? Like, let's see what happens here. There's a
2: lot more that goes into the game. Okay. Uh, most underrated prospect in baseball right now. Ooh.
0: Oh gosh. These are some good ones. Uh, uh, most underrated prospect in baseball. I'll, I'm going to go with a Homer pick here. Yuri okay. Perez of the Marlins. Okay. Look this guy up. He's 6 foot 8, maybe 6 foot 9, 18 years old. He pounds the strike zone with three different pitches, runs it up to 95-96. Uh I think that guy needs to be on every top 100
2: list, I'm shocked that he's not.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, very good. And then real quickly, yes, we are running low on time. Uh quick quick synopsis on how you think the Rays fared in the 2021 MLB draft.
0: I thought the Rays did, did well overall. I mean, w- were there any picks real quick that the Rays that Rays fans like didn't love?
1: I think Not it was surprising to get a, a couple, uh, you know, going, going high school, you know, bats first. I think that was Middle kind of surprising to the top. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, yeah, a little bit surprising. I thought they went
0: upside and, and overall yeah. I like that, you know, they went upside. They went balanced approach. Didn't really try to get too cute with anything. I, I like the moves that they made overall. And, uh, Honestly, I just thought it was a classic race draft and that's a
2: good thing. Some great names in there too. You got a spike. Sleeper, you got a Bobby man. Seymour
0: though. Bobby Seymour rakes sleeper out of that class. Ooh, okay. okay.
2: Very good. Well, nice. look, Aram is a cavalcade of baseball information and to find more of his work, Aram, what is the best way that people can reach out to you?
0: Uh, at Aram weight Eight on Twitter and at just baseball.com. Uh, you'll keep up with tons. We'll be talking plenty about the Rays and the Rays prospects and everything in between there too.
2: Okay. We once again want to thank Aram for the time conversation and great insight on Ray's prospects and prospects around baseball. Be sure you hit him up, check out his Twitter account, podcast, and all that good stuff as well. Uh, That wraps up this edition of the Locked on Ray's podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.